Hello and welcome to the Becca's Music Room podcast. My name is Becca and I am an elementary music teacher who loves to share all of the things with all of you. In this podcast, you will get tips, tricks, ideas, lesson plans, and much, much more that you can take directly to your classroom. My goal is for everything to be as simple and easy as possible so that I can take some of the stress out of your life and help you have the best music teaching year ever. So if you are excited for all of the things, then grab a cup of coffee and let's get to it. Hello talk fourth and fifth grade music lessons. So every week I've been posting everything that I've been teaching for the entire month in different grade levels. So we did third grade last week. This week we're doing fourth and fifth because fifth and fourth are pretty similar. They're not hundred percent similar, but they're close. And this week, my fourth graders are working on dotted quarter and eighth notes and then eighth dotted quarter introducing eighth dotted quarter. We haven't seen those yet. And my, and also starting to work on instruments and instrument families. And my fifth graders are working specifically on instruments and instrument families because it's the end of the school year. And I didn't see many of them online. So I was like, you know what, let's just have as much fun as possible. So we're going to hop right on into to it. If you are new around here, hi, my name's Becca. I teach elementary music. And again, I share my lessons like all the time. So I see my students for a week at a time, which is super, super weird. And we are now officially half hybrid. So Monday, Tuesday, and sometimes Wednesday, we are hybrid. Thursday, Friday, and sometimes Wednesday, we are completely virtual. So I'm teaching both distance learning and hybrid, and it is just all sorts of fun. All right, so as far as our lessons go, on Monday, we're starting with the alligator chant. Now, this is one that was written by Beth from Best Music Notes Plus, which if you haven't checked out that website, I highly recommend it. I love it. There are so many folk songs from all around the world and all of them notated and with ideas and options you can do. And they're really easy to search. You can search by country. You can search by interval. You can search by rhythm. Like there's so many things you can do. And one of the things I found was this alligator chant that she actually wrote but I love it so it goes like this alligator high alligator low alligator fast and then he's slow alligator up alligator down alligator on the farm and also in the town so what we do with this is I again we're we're hybrid on Mondays um and some of my kiddos I have literally not seen since like last year like have not come to music all year long. So I wanted something nice and easy for the first day back, first day with me in person, and just first day, you know, kind of getting back in the swing of things. So we're starting with this. All of the alligators are 16 notes. So what I have them do is I start and I'm like, okay, cool. All you need to do right now is just play alligator on your legs. So then I say the chant and then just alligator high, alligator low, alligator fast, and then he's slow. And then we build up. So eventually we have that for our 16th notes. We have snapping for our eighth notes and we clap for our quarter notes. So at the end, it's gonna sound like this. Alligator high, alligator low, alligator fast, and then he's slow. Alligator up, alligator down, alligator on the farm and also in the town. And we do that faster and faster and faster and faster until they cannot go any faster because it's just so much fun. And then I pull out the drums for my in-person friends. My kids who are online, I have them go find something drum-like. So usually they come back with a box or something along those lines and we play them with the rim and then the middle. So like alligator high, alligator low, so that they have two different sounds going on and we just practice those rhythms. After that, we do some improv. So this is one of my favorite easy ways to incorporate improv. We do the chant, 
and then we improvise for eight beats and then we do the chant and then we improvise for eight beats and they can use the drums that I gave them. They can use their bodies. They can use the desk. They can do whatever. I found they actually like beating on the desk more than they like instruments, which I find super weird, but you know, whatever. And so we'll do the chant and then we improvise for eight beats and I just tell them play whatever you want. And so we'll get to the end. Like, um, I like alligator on the farm and also in the town improvise eight beats. Here you go. And I count one, two, three while they're playing and I'll play too. So they don't think it's like the wrong things will be like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, back to our chant alligator high and we keep going so that they kind of get a couple of chances. I will warn you, especially if this is new, it's going to take a couple of tries for the kids to kind of warm up and be comfortable with all of that. But it's so much fun when you get them to do it and it helps them to, you know, think like, what would I like to play? After that, I like to do some kind of little rhythm culminating activity. I've tried lots of different things. So I did, uh, I had the kids record themselves on Flipgrid. I have also used some rhythm games on Quaver and I've also played Poison or Extra Beat Take a Seat. Um, I'll leave a link to the blog post explaining that song, that game down below. And yeah, so I've tried lots of different things. I don't have like a good, this is like what we're doing every single time, but we've kind of switched it up as time goes on. Then on Tuesday, we're pulling out one of my new favorites. This is such a simple chant, but it is so much fun. It's, it's called Alalata Alatero. I keep trying to say latte but it's lata lata sorry um so this song is included in my chance freebie that has a ton of different chants both with just the lyrics and then also the lyrics and the rhythm in regular and stick notation so i will leave a link to that freebie down below anyway um so this one goes a la lata a la tero a la hija de chocolatero a la lima a limon a la hija de don simon so i teach them the words at first chocolatero is kind of a hard one so i usually say say chocolate and they'll say that and i'm like okay say chocolatero and then they usually get it so great a chocolatero is a person who makes chocolate and they're like oh cool and so that makes it a lot easier then we do some movement so what we do with this is we go forward back and then we um like shuffle to the side for three steps so we go forward back one two three forward back one two three so simple and so much fun i kid you not they love it like it is an instant favorite. We did it like three times. Anyway, then after this, I have them like sit down, we kind of chill out for a minute. And then I ask a great question when you live in Savannah. And that is, what's your favorite kind of seafood? And the kids are like, oh, I like crabs. Oh, I like crawfish. Oh, I like shrimp. You know, all these different things because I do live on the coast. So that makes it really awesome for them because they have a lot of seafood that we like. And so we talk about all the different seafoods that they like. And then I ask if anyone has ever tried either mussels or cockles. And I show them these pictures and we talk about what those are and how their shells with the meat inside of them. And this helps us introduce Molly Malone. I like to start this way, a side note, because um, with some kids, cockles kind of sounds like a funny word. And so if you start this way with like, hey, do you like seafood? Oh, hey, this is a mussel. Oh, and this is a cockle. They're really similar. And it just kind of like brings it into context. So I haven't had any issues with kids being like weird about that this year, which is really, really super great. So after that, I teach them the course to Molly Malone, which goes... Alive, alive, oh, alive, alive, oh, grind cockles and mussels, alive, alive, oh. 
And we talk about how this is a song where Molly Malone's a fishmonger. She's going around, she's selling fish, and she's singing the song so that you're like, oh, hey, Molly's outside and she's got some fish. Let's go buy some fish. And so we, you know, get all of that context so that we understand what is going on. And then I pass out some instruments. So I like to use the castanets for this because they're shaped like a muscle or like a cockle. And so we use the castanets to play alive alive a hole alive alive a hole and then the rest of the time i'll sing the song and sometimes i have them like wave their hands back and forth so that they can listen and then i'll do that on the song and then we look at some rhythms so like i mentioned we are working on that dotted quarter note eighth note so we've already learned this one and we just kind of review and then at the end i'm like okay this is a dotted quarter note with an eighth note so what is this one? And that was surprisingly a difficult question today, but the answer being one eighth note and a dotted quarter note. So then I'll play some rhythms with one or the other and have them tell me, is it one, ta, ti, or is it two, ti, ta. And after that, then we pop on to our Molly Malone rhythm activity. So I'll put this up on the screen and it's one of the lines from Molly Malone with the with some of the rhythms blanked out. So they have to tell me is it ta ti or is it ti ta? That way that we can kind of work on that. And then I send them to do it on their own. So there's four different slides like this that I sent them in our learning management system. And so we do the first one together and then the other three they have to do on their own by figuring out is it um like Dublins? Which one would that be? City? Um, girls are, and then pretty. And so they just fill in the missing ones. So they figure out where the short piece is basically. Um, one little tip I recorded that y'all, this is a life changing hack. I recorded myself singing this song and I actually recorded it with the clavis so that you could hear the rhythm really precisely. And I just have it on my phone and I bought like a $30 speaker. I will link it down below because it is amazing. It is so loud and it's like this big. So it's really easy to travel with. I got it off of Amazon. So I'll link it below again. And so I can take that on my cart and I just play the song while I'm walking around helping people. So that way I don't have to keep singing the song 70,000 times, but they can keep hearing it. And then with the clavis, they get that really precise rhythm. So they know which one is which, and that helps them. So especially the kids who are on there faster can, get to work sooner and then I can go around and help anyone who's still struggling to find it or doesn't know what they're doing or all of it. Those are really, really awesome things that come when you are teaching kids. I've also been doing that with like singing games and stuff, especially because with the kids being six feet apart, they're so far away that I have kids like all the way in the back. And if I'm trying to sing loud enough for all the kids to hear me all day long, it is exhausting. So I still sing sometimes with them or right before them, or, you know, we'll echo back and forth. But if I have anything repetitive like that, like a singing game, or you need to hear it so you can figure out the rhythm, then I've been playing it on my phone and I just recorded the voice app. Um, and then on Wednesday, my kids come in and we do alalata again. I give them a stick this time and then we work on playing the rhythm. So we do tap, slide, tap, slide, one, two, three. So it sounds like a la lata, a la tero, a la hija de chocolatero, a la lima, 
a limon, a la hija de Don Simon. We practiced that a couple of different times so that they can just kind of get different things in their head. Um, then my vision was to do the book Ava's Violin. And I did that the first week, but it just took much longer than I expected. And my classes are super, super, super short. So I have been skipping that since then because it just, it's just, my 30 minute classes, like it just took up over half. Um, and then we are doing an instrument identification kahoot so that they can get used to seeing the instruments and talking about which one is which because we're gonna start talking about instrument families on Thursday and Friday. So this is a really good just way to make sure that we know all of what is going on. Now, pause. My fifth graders are doing slightly different things. On Tuesday, instead of all of the stuff with Molly Malone, they are doing an Instruments of the Orchestra bracket. So this is available in my TPT shop and it is so much fun. It does take like the entire class period, but it's, it's great. They love it. So it looks like this and we did it cause it's March. So March Madness and there are different instruments. And so what you do is you do play the videos for two of them. So like the top one is bass and violin. So I would click on them, the words and also the pictures are linked and then it'll take me to the correct slide. We'll play a little snippet. I've only been playing like 15 to 30 seconds. And after you do two, then the kids vote which one they liked better. You could also send it to them and have them do it themselves. There's also a printable bracket so they could write down their options instead. But we did it all together and they just voted and whatever wins moves on to the semifinals. The fifth grade boys were teaching me the lingo today so that I would get it right. Um, and then you, so we do all the way down the outsides and then we'll do the semifinals, the quarterfinals, and then the championship. And this is really fun. It's super simple. And the point being, I want you to remember what instruments are called and I want you to know what they sound like and how they're played before we start talking about instrument families at the end of the week. We did do them in fourth grade with them last year, but it was after we had gone virtual, so I only saw like three kids. So I swear I saw maybe like six kids in the fourth quarter last year. So I don't think they remember much. Um, but this is really, really simple. It's really easy. It would be great to leave for a sub or just one of those days where you're like, I can't think straight. And so much fun. They have all loved it. Um, by the way, I've done it with three classes so far. Two picked the harp as their champion, and one picked the triangle. Isn't that fascinating? I thought it was fascinating. Anyway, so that's what fifth grade's doing, and then everything else is staying pretty much the same, and then the rest of the week is staying pretty much the same. On Thursday, we are officially all online, and so we start with Alalata just to get our bodies warmed up, and we just do the movement, and then we do the instrument song. So I believe I have a freebie of the instrument song on my TBT shop, so I will link that down below if that is true. And it has five different verses. Each one goes with a different instrument. We learned just the clarinet verse the first day, and then on Friday we'll learn the next one because we're learning the instrument family, so we're just doing the ones from that family. So the clarinet one is goes... The clarinet, the clarinet sings doodle 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 dat. The clarinet, the clarinet sings doodle 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 dat. And if you've been here for any amount of time, you know we do actions with everything, so we just do the clarinet. The clarinet sings doodle 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 dat etc. So that just helps us to warm up and get ready. I also play it on my ukulele, which they just think is extra fun when you accompany them. So that's really fun. And it's just C and G. So it makes it really, really easy. And after that, we are doing a virtual field trip. 
Virtual field trips are like my favorite thing in the world, y'all. Like, I'm obsessed. We are um, third grade is doing virtual field trip to Ireland. Fourth and fifth grade is doing this virtual field trip to the orchestra, which is not available yet, but I will get it out. We've done um, Swan Lake. We've done the opera. We've done Carmen, like a specific opera. Um, so many things, so many things, and it's great. So when this is available, I will leave it linked down below, but we are going through the woodwind instrument. So I tell them what the instruments are. We do our mirrors up and talk about how woodwinds split the air on a sharp edge because woodwinds are the hardest to explain, which is why I like to start with them so we can talk about them the longest. Um, and that's the easiest definition I have found is they split the air on a sharp edge and they do not have to be made of wood. Um, two main types, flutes and reeds. And then we play this video, I will link down below, it's Hedwig's theme, but it is on all woodwind instruments. So it sounds really cool and he shows, it's the same guy playing all of them, which is really impressive, but he shows all of the videos of all of the different ones so you can see how everything is played, which is really cool. After that, we look at the different instruments in the woodwind family and I have little clips of them. So if they were not in that video, then I show them those. And then we start talking about reeds. So we say, okay, if the woodwind instruments are how you split the air on a sharp edge, there's different ones. There are reeds and then there's flutes. And so we talk about reeds and we look at reeds. I have examples of reeds actually, which is really helpful to be able to hold up and show them. We talk about who uses reeds, who uses double reeds. Um, and I have them listen to the double reeds because they do sound different. And then we talk about flutes and how they are still woodwind, even if they're made of metal, even if they don't have reeds, it's confusing. And how recorders and penny whistles are technically flutes, even though they're not flutes. It's great. It's great. Um, and then we do this little chart and this has been probably the most helpful thing in explaining all of this and kind of categorizing them and realizing like, oh, they're all woodwind instruments. And so we just sort them between reeds, double reeds and flutes. And we just go through, I just have them tell me the answers and we do this all together to make it nice and easy. After that, I found this activity it's an online saxophone and so you use like the arrow keys and the letters a through g and it plays saxophone notes so i give them the link to that they go play on it for like a couple of minutes just to have some fun and kind of like listen and try different things and then after that we do a little exit ticket this is gonna be their exit ticket for each of the four families and so it's just a slide with a bunch of instruments on it and i have little dots you can't see them but they're right here and we just drag yellow dots onto the woodwind instruments because if you have those posters that we like all have in our classroom the woodwinds are yellow so i'm like every i just keep it the same as the i don't even have those posters up in my room but i still use the same color so we always do string is blue woodwinds yellow brass is red and percussion is green so we do just the yellows and I do that in the super secret way that I have told you before, where I just take the one slide, I put it in Google Slides and then I copy it a bunch of times and the kids go in, they put their name on it and then that's their slide. So I just share the link in the chat and it's the easiest way to get them to do things, especially if you're gonna come back another day and especially so you can keep those classes together. So I can say like, okay, this is Mr. Westfall's class and then next time I have Mr. Westfall's class, I can go back to that. It makes life so much easier and grading so much easier. Highly recommend, highly recommend. Then on Friday, we're kind of wrapping everything up. So we're doing the instrument song again to do the string instruments. The string is the violin. And this one goes, 
And we do just violins ringing, like lovely singing. <laughs> and those are our actions for that one. And then we put them both together, play it with the ukulele so that we are adding one each time. And then we look at the string instruments. String instruments are really easy to explain, which is why I like to do the string instruments next. So we just talk about how string instruments have strings. There you go. Um, we look, um, we, I play a video of Ina Klein and knock music and we listen to the difference between plucking and playing with a bow. We look at the four main string instruments, so violin, viola, cello, and bass, and we listen to each one so that we can hear how the smallest high, biggest low that is science you should know. And we repeat that a couple of times so they remember. And then my favorite part is to have them listen to all these different string instruments. So I have this slide with, um, it's got the heart, but it also has like the mandolin and the ukulele and the banjo and just all these different instruments that they may have never heard before. And so we can talk about how all of those are string instruments and they're a lot of fun. And that's just, it's just really fun. Um, I also, when we do string instruments, I like to pull out a little object lesson and I totally did not prepare for this and I do not have any string, but what I will do so have the kids go find a rubber band or a piece of string or ribbon. It could be like literally anything and kind of hold it like this and put one end next to your ear and pluck. Then pull it really tight to make it really big and pluck and then kind of move up and down. And you can hear it change pitch as you move it in and out, which is a really good, um, way to tie in string instruments and talk about that sound and talk about, you know, all of those different things, which are really good. Um, if we have time, I give them the link to the Chrome Music Lab, the one where it has, they look like DNA samples. I'll leave a link down below, but there's different, um, but basically it's like different strings and one's twisted once, one's twisted like twice, one's twisted like three times. And the more they're twisted, the higher it is. And the less they're twisted, the lower it is because they're bigger or smaller. I let them play with that if we have time. And then at the end, we do that same exit ticket where they just do the blue dots onto the instruments on the Google slide. So we're kind of building up on that as we go. All right, friends. So that is everything that I am teaching my fourth and fifth graders this month. Um, really, oof, these lessons are fun and simple and we're going over instruments of the orchestra. I always like to hit this at the end of the year because I feel like there's just so many ways you can teach it and so many different things you can do, whether you're online or hybrid or in person or on a normal circumstance, it would be if I'm in their class or if I'm in my class or if I have to leave notes for a sub or different things like that. Like there's just so many different things you can do, which makes it so nice. So I will leave a link to everything that is available down below. And if you have any questions, let me know. Other than that, I will see you guys next time. Bye.